Unscripted Podcast with Jeff and Rochelle, and hey, we're back. Uh, wow. Excited to be with you. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since a new episode yes. has dropped, and that's been intentional. Yep. So um, it's not like uh, all of a sudden we forgot we we do a podcast. So um, yes, it's it's been a break, but it was just an awesome time where we were able to get away. So our family and I, uh, our family and I, our family. <laughs> And I, <laughs> and I, what we did is we, rusty. is we, yeah, How a little rusty in this podcasting thing. We just took a break, uh, an extended break, uh, more than what we normally would, and we just in the summer, in, yeah. the, in the summer, right here in the summer, and we just got away. We had fun, um, and it was a specific time where we did that vacation, fun times. But it was also a specific time where we wanted to hear from the Lord. Yeah. We don't take a vacation from hearing from the Lord. We don't. <laughs> yeah. And so it was intentional. Um, it was yes. an intentional time, and I'm telling you what, incredible time. God spoke in incredible yes. ways. We felt rested. Um, just a, an incredible time of rejuvenation. Maybe we should probably do a whole podcast on that. Yes. Just, uh, but really briefly, uh, we've been the lead pastors of our church for ten years, so an mm-hmm. entire decade. Um, yeah. And wow. so. In planning for that, you know, thinking about that in this last winter, we said we really need to take some time. Um, being a lead pastor, I think, is really unlike a whole lot of other, um, I don't know, I guess jobs, but I, I want to say more calling. Yeah. Um, there's not a, a clock in, clock out many times. I mean, really all the time on vacation. Um, we're thinking, we're praying on. about, we're yeah. on. Um, and this break was not off i realized right. that it was a good learning thing we need to go into we're we going, can okay i i think this is good this is right now we're brainstorming in front of everybody but it, i think we should do another podcast on this because it's so powerful we need to talk about that we need to talk about taking intentional times yeah to uh to take a step back um from the normal activity yeah uh, not I mean, a, was, not a step back weeks right but <laughs> exactly it wasn't like three months you know i mean yeah I, I've read a lot of biographies of pastors who yep. take a year off, you know, things like that. No, it was three weeks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, but we had never done it. So we had never done anything like that. So hold on to that thinking. We'll come back to a podcast. Maybe our next one. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but, but that's we, the reason for the break in the podcast <laughs> yeah, as well. So there so, we go. Hey. Uh, but here we want to have a bonus episode. Yes. Really today talking about... Um, something very uh, well known in our culture. Mm-hmm. So about a week ago today, we're, we're filming this on a Friday yes. and it was uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. So this today is July 1st that we're actually filming this. Um, but it was a week ago that just a That's shocking, incredible, shocking yes. thing happened. So I was actually at a conference yep. of a women's conference. I was um, getting ready to teach a morning session. We were wrapping up an altar time, and then we were going to go into some different sessions. I was getting ready to head into that teaching time, and a woman got up and said, hey, there's been some breaking news. <laughs> Roe v. Wade has been overturned. Wow. And um, I will never forget where I was at yeah. that moment because – Hundreds of women were gathered in this conference, and we had 15 minutes of celebration. That's incredible. I mean, worship, people were, I mean, literally people were dancing. This was a Pentecostal conference, so that's not that (laughs) abnormal. But, I mean, it was kind of one of those moments. And I was like, I'll never forget this. It was so, we were rejoicing. It's incredible, yeah. It was a very powerful moment. My my experience was a little different. (laughs) 
And, and because Sir Rochelle like was ding. teaching at a conference, yeah. awesome. Uh, so I had all the girls, and and I loved it. I like to say I'm a dad. I'm not a babysitter, and that's so you true. You were like doing like the whole swim lessons. So I was. I was deal. <laughs> dad, you know this. When you are alone with the kids, it's just you know that's. For me, it takes full concentration. Rochelle can do a bunch of other things. It takes full concentration. So we end up going to swim lessons. And my father-in-law said, did you hear? Did you hear? And I'm thinking, I'm just trying to make sure that our daughters have sunscreen so they don't burn. No, what happened? And he told me the news. Absolutely incredible. And so since then, we've been celebrating personally and even as a church family. Um, But this bonus episode is hitting on the fact of obviously the the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, but we're going to talk about the church's response. Yes. The church's response. So we're the deep-rooted podcast, just yeah. to go back. And so we're uh, this podcast is for anybody, yep. but really it's geared towards Christians to be deep-rooted. Yes. To get their roots down deep in God's Word to be solid on mm. God's Word so that you won't topple in the times that we live in. And... A toppling is happening. I mean, that is absolutely. I mean, this is a prophetic podcast we started, I guess, almost two years ago or a year and a half in. Um, And so this is talking about being deep rooted. So when Mm -hmm. we're talking here, we're talking, we're talking to believers and we're talking about the church, the big C church, the believers response to this news. Yes. And this is what has shocked me the most. Yeah. So number one, I never thought in my lifetime I would see yeah. the overturn of, no, of Roe no. v. Wade. So this is absolutely incredible. We are both of the age that we've never been alive mm-hmm. when Roe v. Wade. Yeah. I, I mean, prior I was born to that. in 1980. Roe v. Wade was enacted in, in 1973. You know, 1973. So, um, so we've, we've only never known a world that where known anything different. Yeah. This was legal and. Yeah, And so I'm digesting this news. I think this is incredible. And I begin to see and hear of uh, followers of Christ, of of church leaders, begin to caution churches, to begin to caution pastors, to begin to caution Christians that we should, it runs the gamut, that we should be careful how we celebrate, that we should, that we should, some, some are saying we should not celebrate. Yeah. Um, and if you're a pastor, you know, be careful on how you discuss this. And, and can I just say, I was, I was disappointed. That, that honestly shocked me. I was me. disappointed because I never yeah. thought that I would hear followers of Christ, Christians, people inside the church saying something historic happened, you know, life, uh, people, you know, the Supreme Court ruled on the side of life. And yet we got to be careful how we respond. I couldn't, di- I will say, I couldn't disagree more. I think the church should celebrate this uh, because Jesus is the giver of life. There is no political party that gives life. Jesus gives life. This is a kingdom win. Do you know who did this? Jesus did this. God did this. This was an unusual miracle. God did this. This is an unusual miracle. And so we cannot sit back. A miracle just happened and just say, you know, we're going to, I don't think Jesus, when he healed somebody, he never told someone, hey, just temper it down. Be careful. Don't Don't celebrate too much. Now, he did say, don't tell him who I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, a whole other problem. But he, hey, people went, they were, they were, they were jumping in the temple courts because of healing. And so all I know is I was blind, but now yes. I see. That's what I think of when you know, Jesus healing the blind man. I don't even know yeah. how God did it, but I'm going to testify that I used to be blind yes. and now I can see. And as a believer in Christ, 
I personally have prayed hmm. to see abortion yes. uh, overturned, that that uh, our hmm. our country would recognize life now. I understand that this really just sent it back to the states, yeah. but there there are lives that would be saved because of this ruling. Absolutely. So uh, this is an unusual miracle, and I understand that this is um, this is a win, and I'm going to celebrate. And so, our our mission here in the Deep Rooted Podcast is to equip people. How are we to think about certain yeah. things? And this is a huge one. And so uh, we're thinking about this. And so we're we're thinking, why is the church, some in the church, some believers being cautioned? Why are there some people out there? What are some of the objections to celebrating this overturning of Roe v. Wade? We're going to uh, talk about some of the objections that we've heard and what we think about those. Yeah. And the first objection that, so we came that, up with three. that we've heard is uh, we shouldn't celebrate it or we should be careful how we celebrate it because we may lose influence with those who maybe they've had an abortion, or we may lose influence with those who think differently or feel differently on this particular issue. And so we as a church, we want to win them. We want to be careful. We want to have compassion. And so we shouldn't celebrate. So that is one objection. Mm-hmm. Into that, I was, I was going to wait, but I'll, I'll just jump in here. I was just to say, baloney. And to to that, I would say this. We have not been called to influence the world. We have been called to win the world for Christ. We will never influence the world into heaven. I would say this is a false teaching that is happening right now. You're hearing this a lot. Well, we got to influence the world if we're going to win the world. Absolutely not. Jesus didn't come, didn't come and try to influence them. He said things <laughs> that would expose who was for him and who did not want to follow him. Yeah, and he said things that were really tough. Yes. Not like, um, you know, just kind of follow me. He said, take up your cross, deny yourself, yes, and then follow me. Um, if we take this logic and we say, well, we can't, we can't celebrate this because some people have have sinned, and so if we if we celebrate that, then we're just rubbing people's faces in their sin that's not full of grace. Then we won't be able to celebrate anything. anything. Yep. We would no. not be able to celebrate anything uh, for fear that that might offend other people. Um, that No. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate purity in people's lives. Yes. I'm going to celebrate holiness. I'm going to celebrate conversions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to celebrate healings. Um, there are some people who do not receive a healing. That doesn't mean that we can't celebrate a healing. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think about people in my life that I know who are, um, after many years of trying, are going to have children, have babies. I'm going to celebrate those babies. Um, and I'm not afraid because maybe somebody else hasn't received um, the child that they've been praying mm-hmm. for yet. Yeah. If we operate by this, then we'll never be able to celebrate. And then I also think that we really don't know the the, yeah. the, the God of the Bible. Absolutely. We haven't really read the Bible. The Bible tells us a whole lot of things to celebrate. Mm-hmm. The Bible's full of celebrations. Um, and if we can't celebrate with one another, I think that's a scary thing. Yeah. And in, in I believe recently in my lifetime, the church has erred. They've become one dimensional. And they say, well, we have to reach out. We have to. That is making evangelism the only function of the church. And evangelism it's not. It's is not the only function and of the church. Important. It's an important yes. function. Yes. We should focus on it. Um, but also, we need to disciple the people in the yes. church. 
Yes. We need to celebrate this because we need to disciple people in our church families to say, hey, we need to value life. It's, yes. it's so important to, to, to value life. And um, it's, it's a discipleship issue. And I would say if you're not standing on this issue, you're going to fall for a whole lot of other issues. If, you, if you're not standing for the sanctity of life, uh, how can we stand for biblical justice in any area? We do not have a ground to stand on. If we're not standing for this, we have no ground to stand on for sanctity of life in any area, regardless of age, regardless of ethnicity. We don't. We, God loves life, and we're standing for it. Now, this one is a shocking <clears throat> topic to me. Yes. That anybody who calls himself a Christian would not be on board with this. Yeah. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a pretty bold statement. <laughs> you cannot be a pro-abortion Christian. Those are oxymorons. They are oxymorons. They do not go together. It, it cannot occur. Yeah. You cannot be pro-abortion and be a Christian at the same time. Cue the hate mail. It's just, it's just true though. It, it's, it's, it, and there's a whole lot of other ones and we can go along with that yeah. on another podcast, but you can't, they do not work together. Yeah. If you know Jesus, if he is your Lord and Savior, then you understand that every human being bears the image of Absolutely. God. And Absolutely. to and to, to murder somebody hmm. who bears the image of God, to sanction that, to 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 with your vote say, Yeah, I'm for that. Yeah. Mm. That is a scary place to be. We'll be held accountable for that. Um now, people can lie. You know, I mean, I, I yep. could vote for somebody and, and they say something like, I stand for life. And then like, well, their voting record doesn't reflect that or Absolutely. or their life. Uh, hey, that's on them for lying. Yeah. But I have to know yeah. that I'm and, you know, there will there may come a day where you can't vote for any candidate because of, of something such as this. Yeah. So be it then. So um, so we're not here to influence. We're here to win the world. Yes. We're here to evangelize, but also disciple. Second one I've and heard. And it oh, kind of go goes into what oh, yeah. I was just, just saying, that this is not a political issue. And you might say, what? You were just talking about voting. Yeah. And this it's, is the second objection is don't celebrate because we risk appearing as political winners. And we're not here to be political winners. We're here to be kingdom-minded. I, I would agree with the fact that we are not here to win in politics, but to win in the kingdom. So yes. I would totally, absolutely agree with that. But to not celebrate on this issue because for some reason, some view it tied to a specific political party uh, is, is, I would say, misguided. Yeah. Absolutely misguided. My question is, who is influencing who here? Is the church influencing society or is society influencing the church? And God has us here to influence the world, to be salt and to be light. If we can't stand up in this issue, we're not being salt. We're not being light. Yeah. The, I mean, this is this is a Christian issue. Yeah. This is a faith issue. This yes. is, I mean, I understand that I'm not, I mean, I was just talking about voting. Mm -hmm. It obviously talks, it's, it, it, it becomes political. I mean, there, there are parts of it that are political. But what I am celebrating is the fact that of a faith issue. Yes. That, wow, there are, there are children that will be alive because of this ruling. I believe mm -hmm. that. Even if it's one. Yeah. It's going to be more. But yes. even if it's one, 
That's a win. Yep. It, and on this, I think there's a rise in verbiage like, well, we don't want to be Christian nationalists. And oh, Here's the thing. We as followers of Christ need to be bold and confident in what God's word says. And if I, um, if being bold and confident in what God's word says label, labels me a Christian nationalist, well, then so be it. I'll, I will wear that's the a, label. That's just like baloney. Proud. But that is just a baloney. But it is. It, is, it is a silly that's argument. A, um, that's a bully It's tactic. trying to steal the prophetic voice yes. away from the church. Church of Jesus Christ right now, do not back down. Do yes. not be scared. Hey. Okay. This, this I want to hit here for one second. Uh, we've been through, you know, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been riots. There's been a whole lot of things happen in the last several years. I don't really probably need to name them all. Um, we know it. If you've if you've if you've been awake, you've you've seen all these things. The thing that gets me is that there were pastors who were incredibly vocal over, uh, you know, social issues and things like this, and then this comes on the scene and nothing, and and you see silence. I think that's very telling. It's very sad. It's very sad. Um, and it's it's very telling. Yeah. Yes. Third objection. Third objection um, that we hear is if we celebrate, if we are too overt in our celebration, we are distracting people from the work that needs to be done. For example, the work of adoption, the work of uh, foster, foster care, care uh, you know, anything tied to, you know, life from inside the womb to, to outside the, the womb. Yes. And right from the beginning here in the Deep Rooted Podcast, I want to say this. We know and we value and we we champion efforts, adoption, foster care. That needs yes. to be done. But I will say this, that's that that is a silly argument. What does uh, uh, the murdering of babies and that no longer being federally the law, what does that have to do with adopting and fostering children? It has nothing. We can celebrate the fact that the Supreme Court made a good decision on this life issue. That's wonderful. Um, and champion foster and care. Champ- we but can they're, do, but th- they're the same. Yeah, yeah. We can do the same thing at the same time. I'm telling yes. you, the church has led the way in this, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, let's just make sure that we're using right facts. Yes. Look, let's look worldwide. Who runs the orphanages worldwide? Um, I'm talking all around. Um, who Who is offering health care to children worldwide? Mm-hmm. Who does this? Research it. I'm, I'm serious. Go and research yes. it. It's always been the Christians. Yep. It's always been. Don't buy into this baloney it is narrative. A, it is a false narrative, it is, yes. It, it's like this, what's that word when it's like this thing that people start to like, try to like, oh, this fake argument, this um, this thing to kind of like, oh, well, it makes your, your whole point null and void. No, that is baloney. The Christians have always been, uh, I, talk to I me. Mean, Talk about real Christians. They're the ones who are sacrificing and giving to missions and sending their money to different places. Yes. Uh, I'm not talking about the tithe. I'm talking above and beyond the tithe. The tithe is the Lord's, the local church. I'm talking above and beyond that. Absolutely. That's who's doing it. So don't buy into this this narrative that, oh, the Christians don't. Go and do the research. And some may say, wow, you guys are coming off a little strong. I'll say this, absolutely, because we pastor a church 
with real people who are doing these real things, foster care, adoption. They're giving of their finances to to minister to children and to value life. So we take it personally because we have relationship with real people who are doing this thing. This is not an ethereal issue with us. This is a very real issue where we see the church having an impact. And do not let anybody tell you, well, that the church is really not doing now. Enough. Now the real work begins. You what can, are you talking about? The real work's been going <laughs> exactly. since Jesus said, "I'm coming back," exactly. and I'm, I'm I'm having you be salt and light in the earth. Yep. I I don't understand this. Now the real work begins. We've been doing. We've it. been doing the real work, and we'll keep doing it. Do We're going to keep doing it till Jesus yep. comes back. That's who we are. That's the people of God. Yes. If you're the people of God, you'll keep doing it. Yep. And so. This is just this, this, these false arguments. Yep. Stay the course. Yep. Stay the course and, and know that this is exciting. We yep. should celebrate. Of course, we're gonna, the work continues. It always has. Yes. It's like when we, we did this COVID thing. Now the church is breaking out of the four walls of the building. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what church you've been going to, but we're the church all yeah. the time. Absolutely. And so that. This kind of stuff just irks and, and me. That's Sorry. why we, we, need, <laughs> Maybe to we expose, need to take a break more often. <laughs> expose false narrative. I would say if you're part of a church and your pastor hasn't spoken out about this, I would I would ask him why or her I, I, or her. Ooh, thank you so much. <laughs> I would not make accusations. There's no need no. to get all uh, all in a huff. But I would ask him her, or her. I would sit down and say, Hey, why aren't we talking about this? Because we as the church, we need to make remain unified on this. Yes. We need to remain excited on this. Jesus is building his church. We know the gates of hell is not prevailing against it, but I'm telling you what, I believe we're living in the great falling away. My prayer for you is that you remain a part of the church. Deep rooted. Yes. Deep rooted. And so tell you what, we need to celebrate this. Uh, We need to have churches celebrate this because God values life. He's the author of it and we need to. Yes. So, and I, I think if you're a pastor listening I just want to encourage you. Yeah. We, we've been wrestling this to the ground. Yes. And I think we'll have to continue. This will never mm-hmm. be just something that like we've mastered. No. But we're wrestling to the ground. Um, unfortunately, I, I don't I don't at all get excited about this. It's just an yeah. unfortunate part. But I believe this to be true. There are going to be people who leave who leave the church. Yeah. Because of the tough stand of what the word of God says. Not added to it. I'm not trying to add to it. I'm just trying to proclaim the truth of God. Yeah. And I think we can know this because scripture tells us this, that even I remember, you know, the story of Jesus when he says, yeah, it was a tough thing I said. Are you guys going to leave me too to his disciples? Yeah. I mean, people, there's becoming this greater divide between those who are followers of Christ and those who are not. you got to wrestle to the ground. you got to trust the Lord. You've got to trust God. There may be people who walk away. Keep praying for them. Yep. Keep keep you know reaching out to them. But we can't control it. But I also believe we're going to see a great revival. Yes. Um, just as a, a t- we may see people walk away, but we're going to oh see my. a great revival of people who are completely lost. Yes, and who are searching for the truth, and they're going to find the truth. Yep, in Jesus Christ and Him alone. I want to remind us what happened when Jesus, he rode into Jerusalem, he came in and he, he mm-hmm. fashioned a whip and he overturned the tables of the people who were selling things. He just tried to just get rid of religion. He said, my house would be called a house of prayer, but you made it a den of thieves. 
he, he took a strong stand on sin, took a strong stand on that. Then what happened after that? That next verse says, Then hmm. the blind and the lame and the Gentiles came to him, and he healed them. When you take a strong stand on something, on sin, guess what? You are making room for the people. There may be some who say, you know, I can't handle this. I got to go somewhere else. You're making room for the people who need him. Yes. Everybody needs him, <laughs> but who want him. There is, gonna be a, there is yes, going yes. to be a revival. Yes. And this revival is not going to depend on you making sure you talk to everybody on a Sunday and just you appease everybody, but it's going to be no, about be repentance yes. and it's going to be yes. about the Holy Spirit moving the hearts yes. of people. This is what we're going to see. Yes. I'm praying this for everyone who's watching, every church who's watching, yes. and I know this can happen. Yes. Healings, so. repentance, yep. miracles, salvation. Um, wow. Yep. Strengthening. Strengthening yes. the church. So, hey. If you're wondering how we feel, there you go. <laughs> I, I think this is such an important episode. This is, I'm share, passionate about this. Share with a friend. Mm-hmm. Share with somebody. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube. Let someone know. This is a huge message that needs to get out. Yes. Uh, we're praying for you. We love you. We're expecting revival right along with you right here on the Deep Rooted Podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.